Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our very special guest, Elizabeth Purvis. Elizabeth is a master offers and messaging strategist, business mentor, and metaphysical teacher to thousands of women worldwide. She is the creator of Seven Figure Goddess and Feminine Magic, both of which are registered trademarks, where her specialty is leading experienced coaches healers, mentors, and spiritual teachers to embody their highest level and scale their businesses to seven figures, and get this, without webinars, launches, or sales calls. Through her business coaching and metaphysical training programs, she empowers her clients to manifest their biggest, boldest money and lifestyle goals while delivering the soul-level work they are here to do. And I have known Elizabeth since 2010. We go way back. She knew me three names ago. (laughs) And so it is such a pleasure for us to reconnect with one another. And I am just so grateful to welcome you to the show, Elizabeth. Thank you for coming. Thank you. I am so blessed to be here and connect with you. And I just you know, I value these long-term relationships and connections, and we've had a lot of them over the years, and it just feels really delightful to be here, and I celebrate being here and all of your listeners, and I'm just really excited. Well, I'm going to go way back into the Wayback Machine if you're down for it. Yeah, oh, please do. <laughs> I want to talk just really <laughs> briefly about when we first met back in 2000, early 2010. Yeah, I remember having a phone call with you and I, I think we might have connected initially on Facebook through one of our friends, yeah. uh, our mutual friends. And I remember sitting on the floor in my living room, having this wonderful conversation with you and really getting to know you and really admiring you. And at the time you were a marketing person <laughs> and the magic was behind the curtain. Yeah. And I just remember that conversation and thinking, oh my goodness, we need more magic in the world. And so it's been such a pleasure to watch you come out from behind the curtain with your magic. And so I'd love to start our conversation with, because I know that you help others to do this too. I'd really like to start our conversation with that and anything that you want to say about that part of your journey where you actually had to finally make the decision to, to show all of yourself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a beautiful place to start. It's such a big part of the deal. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And um, so interesting. I've always had one mission in this whole deal. It stayed the same. It was the same in 2010. I got it from the goddess in 20, 
09, I could tell you exactly where it was. She was like, you are meant to be a part of the movement to be a part of the movement, i.e. not just you. Although for many years, I thought it was just me. <laughs> right? Didn't we all? Right, Didn't right? We all? It's like that was the whole thing to, to be a part of the movement that brings magic to the mainstream. And um, it's been so interesting to watch the, ev- not just my evolution, but like we've all come out from behind the, the curtain, right? From behind the clouds. Just, it blows my mind. We have witches of Instagram now and all of this, but it was a really, really, really big big deal. It was a big deal because I was in the closet as a magician, which magical priestess woman to my family for many, 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 many years. So I had that whole in the closet. We choose to do things, right? Like it probably, I probably didn't need to do that to the degree that I did, but I did. So all of that was coming in at that time. Like all of that was very, very online at that time. And at the same time, so I'm going, I'm dealing with that. I'm navigating that. And at the same time, it's just funny. You're like, I was a marketing coach at the time. That's true. And I tried to sneak it in. Like I called myself marketing goddess back then. I had little nods to, to my magical lineage and like how I signed off and stuff. Right. <laughs> Which everyone picked up on immediately. And like, you know, um, <laughs> but I also have always been, I, I am, you know, some people do magic for magic's sake and there is nothing wrong with that. I would be really, really clear. Nothing wrong with being a magician just to do magic. I have always, I have always been a put the football through the goalpost kind of person. So part of the the marketing piece was around, there's got to be something for these teachings to move through. There's got to be some kind of outcome or improvement in people's lives that I'm going to apply this to. So that was a really, really big piece of it at the time. And the, the tough part, and I'll just say this to anyone, you know, this was, a, this was kind of a part of being, navigating those two things that I didn't count on is that I never quite, like, it took a long time to feel fully expressed in both. Mm. Like unified, now, unified, really. Unified, exactly. Yeah. It felt like I was either on the marketing side and the business side, or I was on the magic side. And you can see it. One of the things I'll also convey to your listeners, I've pivoted a zillion times. Mm -hmm. So I started out, like I quit my job as an engineer and I came into this crazy thing going like, I think I was going to be a copywriter. And then realizing I didn't want to be in my head all day, sitting behind the computer, I had to, you know, jam and talk to people. So I found this thing called coaching and I was like, that's about magic. And then I set out, I found money breakthroughs and I was teaching people money breakthroughs as I was learning the business coaching skills and then realizing, oh, I have all this training in magic and I only, I don't know a dang thing still. So there was a lot of like learning to be okay in the tension of not there yet on either side. Mm, yeah. It's interesting. The image I'm getting right now is sometimes I make bread and there's this special yeah. bread I make. It's called spinach and basil farm loaf. And what you have to do yeah. after the, after the dough rises is you have to knead in the spinach and the basil right. and the onions. And, and it takes time to get all of that integrated. And, and, you know, I think I did the same thing. Many of us, I believe you and I, and many of our colleagues were part of what I call the rising wave of primarily women who were stepping into power in the world and stepping into bringing more 
independence and freedom and financial flow into our lives in unconventional ways. And simultaneously, we were all being spiritually awakened and spiritually activated to do all of this, you know, kind of mental, practical business stuff in service to the goddess, in service to the goddess. So I want to talk about, you know, what did it take for you, Elizabeth, to make the decision to become more exposed, especially since Mm -hmm. you had hidden not only from, you know, the regular public, but you had hidden a lot, you know, from your own family. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we're still like, we don't talk like, like they know obviously now like we're all out of the closet and stuff, but it's not something that's talked about. Right. Which is okay. All is well. (laughs) And and, you know, my, my folks and my family are totally awesome and we're all doing our thing. So what did it take? I'm pretty blessed in that I've always known that this was the thing. And so to a certain extent, it was like, there was no other option. Mm. I knew I was going to find my way to it Mm. and be in it fully. And I remember being 23 when I, you know, found magic and seeing a woman who is in the Wiccan community who wrote a book, which is my, you know, my kind of my original magical lineage who wrote a book and she is a her name is Phyllis Curat. She's a very high powered lawyer in New York. And she was writing a memoir, which came out in the early, in the mid nineties. I saw her and she was writing her memoir. And I remember going to see her at the learning annex and seeing her and going, oh my gosh, I'm looking at my future, <laughs> right? Like holy bananas. And that was, you know, back in the nineties, a very different time. So the, what does it take for me is more about doing it no matter what, and what it takes for me to do it, no matter what, because I, I have played with the idea of not being a business coach anymore. I played the idea with the idea of not, you know, and so much of my journey has about been about figuring out exactly what the path is. Mm. And honestly, this is like, <laughs> in a way, I wish it was something else, but I think about what the alternative is and I'm like, no way. Right. No right. way. Totally like, unemployable. We're both. Totally right. like, what am I going to do? Like, seriously, <laughs> if I'm not, first of all, and I've gone through all the iterations of how mm-hmm. our programs are going to be expressed. Now, right now we're building a coaching empire. Mm-hmm. That is probably in the online space these days, like the most difficult thing to choose. Mm-hmm. It's not a course. It's not like affiliate marketing. It's not even like certifications. And I, and all these things have different rough pot spots, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a tremendous amount of overhead and you're dealing with people and a whole in transformational cauldrons, right? Mm-hmm. And I always ask myself, like, girl, do you really want to do this? Like, wouldn't it be easier if you just like really sat back and wrote books and built an audience and that's all you did now? All you did, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't not do it. Yeah. Yeah. And when I really get clear on that, and it's so tied to my own transformation and evolution. It's my own magical work basically. And it's like, you can't not do it. And then when I really stay connected to that and I stay connected to the goddess and I talk to the Akashic record keepers and Isis hangs around all the time and Toth and like I channel these beings, they just remind me, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, this is what you're here to do. And you're always at choice. They're also like, you can also jet at any moment. (laughs) on certain terms, but that really is what brings me back. And that's where I go. 
no matter how bad a day it is, no matter what happens, I know I'm on the right path. And I showed up in service to my full self-expression and what I'm here to help other people do. Yeah. That is really motivating. <laughs> yeah. So listeners, what I, what I really want you to hear, cause we're about to go to the break. What I really, really want you to hear here is two things. First, I want you to hear that Elizabeth is called. Yeah. She's called and she is also devoted in full wholehearted faith to that calling, regardless of how bizarre or crazy or illogical or magical, innovative, regardless of how that looks, she's devoted to that calling. So we are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to let you know where you can find out more about Elizabeth and how she's supporting people now as she's building out her coaching empire. But right now, Wickedly Smart Women, we need your help. So if you are enjoying this show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. Help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about the show so that we can serve them too. I do want to say a huge thank you to all of our listeners. We are now downloading in 96 countries. uh, And so I'm really excited about that. And we want to thank you who uh, all of you who are downloading around the world and rating and reviewing, we are welcoming thousands and thousands of downloads. And I want to shout out this week to our listeners in uh, let's shout out to our listeners in Ukraine. Let's shout out to our listeners in the, the Russian Federation. And let's shout out to our listeners right here in the U.S. of A. And we will be right back with Elizabeth Purvis. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your Wealthy Life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Elizabeth Purvis. You can find out more about Elizabeth at Hot offermakeover.com. And Elizabeth, why don't you let our listeners know what they're going to find when they get there? Sure. When you get there, you're going to find a very practical, very practical thing that we like to call a 20 minute hot offer makeover. And this is where we show you how the start of how to make an offer that you can sell without webinars, launches, or sales calls. So what I found, especially for transformational leaders who want to scale their business while doing the transformational work. That's really who we serve. We serve the other magicians who like want to be in there. You want to be in there doing the mindset. You want to be in there doing the healing. And you don't want marketing as a second full-time job in a nutshell. And the way that we can scale and grow our business without doing all of that stuff or doing 
less of it is by making our offers really, really efficient. Like we take all of that and I could talk about this forever. I won't, you know, but we work on the key needle movers, which are your offers and your messaging. So at hotoffermakeover.com, you'll get a 20 minute course, really. It's like a little mini course where we walk you through how to take one of your offers and make it over so that you can sell it with just a few words and getting on the phone with someone for like 15 minutes versus, you know, all the things. So that's what they're going to, that's what we got. That's what we got for you in a nutshell. And it's, I just love it. I am so in love with this this thing we put together. And um, yeah, I really hope it serves you. Beautiful. Well, I'm sure it's going to serve our audience for sure. So Elizabeth, let's talk a little bit about leadership because, you know, one of the things that you said, there's a few things that you said. First, uh, you are in a process now of expansion, of building a coaching empire. And that literally requires you to step much further away from the front line of your business and really take on a role of leader to your team who then is in service to your to your direct clientele. So I'd like to have you speak a little bit about the leadership piece there, but the the other thing that your business does is it is a server of servers, a leader of leaders, a healer of healers, a trainers okay. of trainers kind of business model, shall we say. So yeah. That requires a different level of leadership as well, because you're actually activating other leaders. So I'd love to have you speak a little bit to your own leadership journey and maybe give our listeners maybe one or two things that you actually help your clients when it's time for them to come out from behind the curtain and step into their leadership role. Oh, such a great question. So my own leadership journey has been about so many different things. First of all, it's about really owning the leadership quality that I have. And it's one of those things. I know a lot of women listening to this can relate. Like everyone sees you as a leader, but you don't see yourself that way. Took a while for me to like catch on with what everybody else was already jiving to. (laughs) And that's important because if we don't fully embody that, then there's energy leaks and power leaks. And it also creates a bit of a disconnect for people. And there's nothing wrong. Everyone gets to be on their path wherever they are. Right. But that was a really huge thing for me to really just to, to be able to get that. And you, like, as you said a second ago, it really does require leading, not just, I can't lead clients in the same way. I still do lead clients from a leadership frequency type of a place, but I get to lead the, like the team was my best. They're my best clients now, right? They're the most important or whatever superlative we want to use. Right. And that is a mindset shift. So that was huge. The other two things that I want to mention frequency is also huge. So we talk a lot about what we call highest level frequency, which is just basically the way of being of a, of a seven figure goddess, a seven figure business owner. And it calls you forward. And there's a lot that we have to bring into alignment while at the same time, holding a tremendous amount of space for our humanity and not taking ourselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Being able to hold those two things. And, you know, that's tough, especially if you're the sort of type A overachiever, beat yourself up, like never enough, like all of that, that we've all got running. Right. Mm-hmm. That is so, so powerful because that is the, that is the personal development journey for yourself. And it's so good when it starts to click for you and you start to see how the way that you show up 
the vibrational signature that you embody really does create things or not. And it is quite magical when you start to see that in action. So that's the, that's the second thing that was like, the first was like, okay, I'm going to do it, you know? And then the, Mm -hmm. the second was starting to bring all of that together. And then the third is actually something I don't talk a whole lot about, but is arguably the most important. And I'm going to start talking about it more because it's a huge part of my journey. The thing about leadership in my experience and about life is that it's all about relationships. My greatest accomplishment in life is actually not my business. It's not even my, not even having my daughter, which is pretty awesome. And people hear that and they're like, what? It's saving my marriage. And I had to save my marriage because we had some, we had some relationship stuff that needed to be worked out, not just between the two of us, but like coded within us. So specifically I'm talking about attachment theory Hmm. and on the, in the relationship journey, I had to rewire my attachment style so that I could have healthy empowered relationships. And my, you know, my old attachment style was showing up in all these different ways. It was showing up with my team and I was really staring it in the face. Mm. And it was so, so that that whole scene was incredibly transformative. And I'm so grateful. You know, I thought I was doing it for one reason, but I realized later that it, it touches everything. And when we are in that place of leadership to our team, when we are in that place of leadership to our clients, It's about relationships. Ultimately, Mm. it's about how you're connecting heart to heart with people. Mm. It's about how you're navigating the the messiness of humans. Mm. And that has made all the difference. It's all the difference. Right. And that's a part of it's also, you know, part of us that we, that we can hold. Right. So I sometimes laugh that I'm a recovering avoidant. Right. And I sort of like made friends with my avoidant. And if anyone, you know, just look up attachment theory, it's really, you'll know what I'm talking about right away. It's so, so important in the relate in, in the leadership realm that we can be with people and be in relationship with people and work all the rest. Like we can't work any of the other magic unless we're able to do that. And one of the reasons why I'm bringing this up is in no small part, because so many entrepreneurs are in the illusion that we're just the lone ranger. And so many of us are in this place of like, I'm going to do it all myself, or we struggle to create the relationships with team mm-hmm. or we, and believe me, I have created and discreated so many dysfunctional relationships with the team. Nah, I'm, very, <laughs> right. I'm very, very proud. Like, I really feel like I've got it down. Like I'm not got it down, but like, I feel like there's been a huge shift and now I'm really, I feel very solid. And I think my team would back me up on that, you know, but it's like nothing else nothing else happens until we're able to really allow other people, other energies. And of course, everything's a relationship, the divine life, creative substance. We've got to be able to be in relationship with ourselves and others in the world. And that's like the very, you know, that's if we're looking at sort of Maslow's pyramid style, that's the root of leadership, Mm. you know, and that, that has been just huge, huge for me. Yeah. Well, you know, you and I could go for hours and we've got three minutes left. So there's just a few things I want to, I want to underscore there. Yeah. And one is that, you know, I really want our listeners to hear between the lines 
that the entrepreneurial journey that you've taken, the entrepreneurial journey that, you know, many of the guests, most of the guests who've been on this show have taken, that I've taken, the entrepreneurial journey is significant cauldron for personal development and growth. And it's like, it's like business is just a playground or a stage upon which we get the opportunity to evolve. We get the opportunity to learn. We get the opportunity to heal, uh, especially in the space that we're in. So the other thing that I I just really want to, in the last couple of minutes that we have, I really want to talk about two things quickly. One is you said, move the needle. And so just as a a quick aside, Elizabeth and I are both now uh, deep into crocheting. So (laughs) (laughs) So when we're not talking about magic or money or marketing or business or any of those things, we're off doing our crocheting and sending one another pictures in the background. I love it so much. Yeah. And so the other thing uh, that I'd like to close with is, you know, one of the things that you did when you put the stake in the ground with seven figure goddess I believe that my website, the name of my business, what I call myself is actually a spell that I'm casting. 100%. And you put the stake in the ground, seven-figure goddess. So I'd love to have you speak just briefly in the last like minute that we have about the power of the word. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The power of the word takes things from unform to form. It puts form around things that are formless. And choosing names very intentionally, it is, it is a spell. Absolutely. And I chose that. I chose that name. I remember one of my clients, Sharon, I was swimming around with six figure goddess at the time and and putting goddess and money together back in 2010 was very edgy. Mm -hmm. It still is edgy. And yet she was like, that's too small for you. It's way too small. Yeah. We can see you. We see you. (laughs) Um, But it was one of the most powerful things because it's, it's also, it's so interesting. It's like, cause we, you can always put names you can choose names. You can let go of names. You're, you know, that better than anybody. Right. I never let the name go. And I feel like it really has come full circle to be now what it's going to be. And that it's perfectly fitting. And I know that choosing that name all the way back in 2011 mm-hmm. was, was a big part of it. Yes, it was. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Elizabeth, and for fully embodying the seven-figure goddess and not just embodying the seven-figure goddess, but now propagating seven-figure goddesses yes. all over the planet because that's well, another part of the magic, right? Yeah. Is that, you know, as a seven-figure goddess, you're generative. And so thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to see what you're crocheting next. Listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that number for you in the show notes. Please check out Elizabeth's Offer Makeover at hotoffermakeover.com. And uh, you can certainly send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. 
Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.